RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. State leaders hail incoming CE John Lee as he gets his official appointment in Beijing. Officials establish a clear link between Covid clusters at two bars. And it's farewell to one of Hong Kong's tourist must-sees as the Jimbo floating restaurant prepares to sail away. President Xi Jinping has congratulated Chief Executive-elect John Lee and expressed the central government's confidence in the SAR's next leader. President Xi hailed Mr Lee's role, love for the nation and Hong Kong, his willingness to shoulder responsibility and his contribution to safeguarding national security. Mr Xi also restated Beijing's determination to uphold one country, two systems. Despite experiencing many challenges in the past 25 years, One Country, Two Systems in Hong Kong has achieved a universally recognized success. The central government's determination in comprehensively and accurately implementing the principle has never wavered and will never change. With the joint efforts of the central government, the SER administration and all sectors of society, Hong Kong has returned from chaos to stability. Now we are at a critical period in moving towards prosperity. I believe the new administration's governance will certainly bring a new atmosphere and write a new chapter for the city's development. During Mr Lee's official letter of appointment, Premier Li Keqiang said Beijing had high hopes for the new administration, including in its work to improve people's livelihoods and fight the COVID-19 pandemic. The central government believes in and looks forward to the new government, broadly uniting and leading people from all sectors in Hong Kong so as to actively respond to concerns in society, continuously improve governance efficiency, as well as consolidate and enhance the city's status as an international financial, trade and transportation centre. John Lee returns to Hong Kong tomorrow. Health officials say they found a link between two COVID clusters involving bars in Central. They say two friends went to both Central and Iron Ferries on May the 21st. A further 19 cases linked to the two clusters were reported today, taking the total to 45. The Centre for Health Protection's Albert Air expects more. There might be an infectious person who are carrying the virus and patronised these two bars and causing the transmission in an enclosed environment with inadequate or poor ventilation. And also many of the people, they took off their masks and this will increase the risk or cause the infection. The environment inside the two bars are quite crowded with a lot of people, so they, this will in, decrease the social distancing between the people, and also they have a high-risk activities such as drinking and also a dancing. 48 of today's 275 cases were imported. Two more COVID patients died. Top microbiologist Hopak Leung told Commercial Radio he sees no need to tighten anti-epidemic measures, but bars must follow the rules. Initial findings show that 700 patrons scanned the Leave Home Safe app and entered the two bars respectively. So it's possible that the bars broke the rules. Going forward, how will the government effectively ensure the venues operate at a lawful capacity? I think the sector should propose a way to the government. One of Southern District's former tourist hotspots, the Jumbo Floating Restaurant, is sailing away from Aberdeen Harbour after more than four decades. The owner of the business, which closed two years ago after years of losses, says the vessel will be sent away for maintenance and storage next month. The restaurant had been donated to Ocean Park, but the theme park said it couldn't find an operator for the restaurant.
Southern District Councillor Jonathan Leung says he's sad to see the jumbo go. I believe he's a very special memory, especially for the residents in Southside. There's only folding, the truly folding restaurant in Hong Kong. And it has been up and down since the last few decades. But I, I believe the, the pandemic itself could cause a serious influence to this matter, which they have no business hope or something, it's just spending money, so it's like going forever. The weather, mainly cloudy, a few showers tomorrow, minimum temperature about 27 degrees. Hot with sunny periods and isolated thunderstorms during the day. Maximum temperature up to around 32 degrees, moderate southerly winds. And it will be persistently hot with sunny periods and the odd shower in the coming few days. Temperature now at the observatory, 28 degrees, humidity 84%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. An Academy for Performing Arts student has been jailed for two years and four months after pleading guilty to rioting in 2019. Jimmy Choi has the details. The district court heard that hundreds of protesters had gathered in Wang Taishan on August the 5th that year, and that the defendant, Lao Pak Yeo, was among a group of people who threw objects towards a disciplined service officer's quarters. Handing down sentence, Judge Douglas Yao noted that Lao had poured water on a tear gas canister at the anti-government protest. He said this was more serious than solely being present at the scene. The judge said although there was no evidence to show that the defendant had used violence, he had directly challenged the police operation to disperse the crowd and could have driven other people to do something radical. Judge Yao said a deterrent sentence was therefore needed. He said he had adopted a starting point of three years and nine months before deducting part of that for his guilty plea and considering Lao's good character, among other factors. Baptist University researchers say they've made a significant breakthrough that could pave the way for a new type of diet pill that doesn't have the side effects associated with current products. They say they've identified an enzyme, MT1-MMP, that plays a key role in inhibiting appetite. Experiments on mice suggest reducing levels of the enzyme can reduce weight gain without problems such as depression and anxiety. Dr Xavier Wong led the research. We have tested the long-term effects of inhibiting MTMP, but we found that usually the effects of MTMP is beneficial in some of the management of the body weight and also uh, and also the metabolic performance. So the long-term use of the MTMP inhibitors would be beneficial for the for the patients with the metabolic diseases. A grouping of Pacific Island nations has been unable to agree a security pact with China, despite the foreign minister telling them not to be anxious about Beijing's intentions. Wang Yi is attending a regional summit in Fiji where Beijing's ambitions for wider security ties have caused concern. After meeting the foreign ministers, Mr Wang said that Beijing and the Pacific Island countries had a long-standing friendship. To the Pacific Island countries, China is not a newcomer, but an old friend. China and Pacific Island countries will continue to support and help each other firmly protect each other's core interests and continue to expand comprehensive strategic cooperation. The Fijian Prime Minister Frank Bainamara said broad agreement would be needed before any new regional deal could be signed. We all know plenty of eyes have been on Suva during this visit. I hope we also know that uh, geopolitical point scoring means less than little to anyone whose uh, community is sleeping beneath the rising seas whose job 
has been lost to a pandemic or whose family is impacted by the rapid rise in the price of commodities. An economist says Shanghai will need to go further in lifting anti-COVID measures before its economy can make a meaningful recovery after two months of lockdown. Officials in the financial hub have announced a package of 50 stimulus measures, including tax rebates for companies and lower tariffs on some car purchases. But Alicia Garcia Herrero, the chief Asia-Pacific economist for Natixis, sees several problems. For the pent-up demand to be there, people need to be able to move. So that's essential. Without that, I think they will not work. The other issue is that this has important fiscal consequences. How much more they can cut taxes and where is that revenue going to come? I'm expecting the fiscal deficit to really, really deteriorate this year. So that's the limit of all of these measures. The governor of Ukraine's Luhansk region says Russian forces are nearing the centre of Severodonetsk, the easternmost city still in Ukrainian hands. Sehai Haidei described the situation as very difficult, but said Ukrainian forces were holding on for now. Russia is using huge artillery bombardments to try to capture the city and gain control of the entire Luhansk region. The governor said all critical infrastructure in Severodonetsk had been destroyed. Yuri Sak, an advisor to Ukraine's Minister of Defence, says the defenders are still resisting. The major imbalance is in that the Russian aggressors have much more firepower, much more heavy artillery that pummeling those areas 24-7 without stopping. And, uh, of course, they're hitting civilian houses, civilian infrastructure, as well as the Ukrainian army. So, from this perspective, uh, the situation is very, very serious. European Union leaders have failed to resolve differences over a planned embargo on oil imports from Russia. Speaking just before a summit in Brussels, the European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen told reporters they'd narrowed it down to one issue, the delivery of Russian crude oil via pipelines. But she said she didn't expect a breakthrough at the two-day meeting. The discussions are still ongoing. Um, I have not too high expectations that we're going to solve it in the next 48 hours, but thereafter. And my call is very clearly on the member states Uh, The key to success is solidarity with Ukraine and unity of the European Union. The French interior minister has said fake tickets for the Champions League final in Paris on Saturday were sold on an industrial scale. Gérard Damanin blamed Liverpool supporters for chaos outside the Stade de France, which led to a delayed kick-off for their match against Real Madrid. Police fired tear gas at Liverpool fans who say their routes to the turnstiles were blocked. The French government has called a meeting with police and European football officials. Britain wants a formal investigation. Ian Byrne, a British Member of Parliament who represents the city, compared the situation at the game to the 1989 Hillsborough disaster. It was horrific, to be honest. And it was the worst scene since I've seen since 1989, you know, when we got to the stadium, walked to the gate security was really poorly organised. It was such an hostile environment, such an hostile atmosphere and you know, just something which you would not expect when you, you go into the premier events in football uh, to be treated like animals. The government in the Indian state of Punjab has promised to spare no effort in the investigation into the murder of a popular singer and politician. Shubdeep Singh Sidhu, known as Sidhu Muswala, was shot dead on Sunday. A day earlier, his security detail had been scaled back by the state authorities who said they wanted to crack down on what they called the VIP culture among celebrities. The decision has been criticised on social media by leading public figures in India, including his family. Bila Sidhu is a family member. 
He was receiving threats during the elections. However, he was unbothered because there were many security personnel who were on guard for him. As soon as they withdrew the security forces, his rivals got a chance to harm him. A former rebel fighter who spent two years in jail on weapons charges has won the first round of Colombia's presidential election. Gustav Petro took 40% of the vote. If he prevails in next month's runoff, he would be the South American country's first left-wing president. Mr. Petro has promised to reverse the country's deep inequalities. What is in dispute today is change. The political parties allied to the government, the president himself and his political project have been defeated. I believe that the total vote in Colombia sends that central message to the world. A period is ending. An era is ending. In second place on the opposite side of the political spectrum was Rodolfo Hernandez, a businessman who is running on populist policies. To sport and in tennis, the 13-time champion Rafael Nadal will face world number one and long-time rival Novak Djokovic in the quarterfinals of the French Open. The King of Clay needed five sets to get past Canada's Félix Auger-Aliassime and Nadal expects another tough fight against the defending champion. Well, uh, of course, we know each other well. Uh, we have a lot of history together. Of course, he, he came here after winning Rome. For me, it has been a, uh, not the ideal uh, situation to, to arrive here. But here we are. We are in Roland Garros. It's my favorite place, without a doubt. And the only thing that I can tell you, I'm going to be focused since uh, tomorrow. going to try my best, as always. I don't know what can happen, but the only thing that I can guarantee is I'm going to fight until the end. So many thanks. Djokovic had an easier time against Argentina's Diego Schwartzman, winning 6-1, 6-3, 6-3. And the Boston Celtics are through to the NBA Finals after beating Miami 100-96. Jason Tatum led with 26 points to help the Celtics capture the winner-takes-all game in the Eastern Conference Final. That sets up a showdown against the Golden State Warriors, which begins on Thursday in San Francisco. Tatum said afterwards he was over the moon with Boston's Game 7 win. You know, not trying to be arrogant or anything, but I just really believe in myself. I really believe in our team. You know, obviously we know we won't win a championship, right? But, you know, to get over this hump uh, in, in, in the fashion that we did it, uh, obviously we took the toughest route possible. And then to win a game seven to go to the championship on the road uh, is special. A reminder of our top stories, state leaders hailing coming CE John Lee as he gets his official appointment in Beijing. Officials establish a clear link between COVID clusters at two bars and its farewell to the Jumbo Floating Restaurant. The news from RGHK. RGHK Radio 3 
of a radio rarity, this one, but it was a big floor filler at the end of the 70s in disco. It was a band called Night Flight. Literally one-hit wonders, and that was it. Got played on the radio as well around those days, but uh, nice track. I haven't heard that for a long, long time. I found it this afternoon when I was going through my bits at home. I thought, oh, you might like that one. Want to be in touch? Radio Pete at Gmail as we enter our second hour of our magical mystery tour. Looking after you through to 1am with our sentimental journey, of course, after the news at midnight. And I never thought I'd feel this way. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm glad I got the chance to say that I do believe I love you. And if I should ever go. 